Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I mean, at this point, it's, it's just a hodgepodge of entertainment, right? <laughs> what's what's that Glenn Beck guy say? Entertainment and enlightenment? Isn't that what he always uh, said? Are we allowed to steal Glenn? Are we allowed to no, steal? No, we can't. Don't say his name because okay, we don't want to get mad when you say their name because they think you're trying to pirate off of their success. Okay, all right. Oh, I mean, is that what they do, right? Hey, so we're recording, so we can't say yep. his name. Okay, yeah, don't say, say his name his because name. he'll get mad and and ignore us. So maybe one of these days, if we don't say his name, we'll actually get on his show. I don't know that I want to get on his show. I don't either, but I don't want to say his name because he's probably got fans in our audience. Certainly in my audience, he's got fans. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, so, um, so as we, so as we record this. This is a cold opening. Yeah, we just did it cold right here. This is just people, as cold. They, this people, is... They've got to know by now that Jace, the producer, is still in the throes of death are close to it. Yes. That's why the music doesn't music doesn't play supposed to all the (laughs) intro stuff doesn't work right. And that's because I'm doing it. And you know what? I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy, right? People are here for the content, not for the, all the frills. Yeah. All the frills. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a great theme song. Listen, it's a you great know, thing. Hey, my my thirteen year old is trying to teach himself to play a banjo right now. So if that comes to fruition, I'm gonna have him make one specially for me. <laughs> okay. All right. He he literally went from playing a stratocaster, then to nope, I need a acoustic guitar. Now he has jumped to a banjo. Cause see what happened is my my dead brother, I hate to keep mentioning my dead brother, but he is still dead. He had a cello. Ooh, okay. He had self-taught himself to play a cello. He was a he was a horn guy in high school, and and for whatever reason, late in life, he decided to get a cello and teach himself to play cello. So, if you can believe this, I had a lot of relatives fight over that cello. Really? Okay, I can yes. believe it. So oh, there were certain now so my, because of the value or the sentimentality of it. Well. 
the person that ended up with it is my stepmom because she is going to teach the grandkids how to play it because she is she was my uh, middle school band teacher and and she is a, a true music teacher right okay. so she wanted it to teach my brother's youngest kids to my other brother that's alive his youngest kids <laughs> to play right yeah. so but in that she gave it I, I think it was olive branch or maybe she didn't want her grandkids to play the banjo but when she come to get the cello she gave my kids a banjo or give me a banjo and i give it to my kid so i think that's probably more like it she didn't want her kid grandkids playing a banjo i can see that a banjo would seem to be less sophisticated than a cello however um you know i, I steve have martin my, plays a banjo I know, and he does it very well. And, right, you know, so, and I know so, some. I know some really great banjo players down in Nashville, and it's one of the harder instruments to really master. You know, to really get good at. Yes. Although they say the ukulele is the hardest. When well, it comes my to mom wanted to give her. My mom's got some a half a dozen. Del Delsimas. What are they called? Delsa. Dulcimers. Dulcimers, which are yeah. tra- apparently the true hillbilly instrument. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. At least that's in my, what I believe. I don't know. That may not be true. What do so, I? <laughs> what do I know? Anyhow. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, here, well, here's the here, here's the ironic thing is people who are real true fans of of the midweek howl have had to wait a little bit extra. This, you know, we're going to Susan we're recording this. It's going right up on the press. That's right, and we're going to we're going to we're going to do a recording juggernaut over the next week or so, week and a yes. half. We're going to get so some we stuff have plenty in the, can. In the stack. Yeah. And and do you want to tell them about my idea on the way? I was we were just yeah show yeah yeah. So not that we want a deluge of super fans, but. You came up with the idea that you'd, you'd like to start inviting because some big, some of the true big Ozark Howler, Midweek Howl fans onto the show and maybe do a little like, uh, you know, question Q&A. and answer with them. Yeah. Because as we've, I think we've said, people, when people email the show, good mm-hmm. or bad, I don't get any of them. They go to you. And then he sends me the good ones or screenshots me the good ones, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm on Twitter, uh, but I've only got 134 followers, only one of which I know listens to the podcast. So you had to go, you were my gatekeeper. You're Colonel, what, Colonel Parker. Colonel and, Parker. Uh, and you're yes. Elvis? <laughs> you're <laughs> Elvis. Oh, God. You're my Colonel Parker. Yeah. But what I started to say earlier today is when I find this, is we're going to reach out to some of those super fans and ask them to join in. Now, there's obviously going to be some scheduling conflicts or whatever. And that way, because they email you questions, mm-hmm. and then you have to tell me what they, you know, you show me the question and I answer it. It's, it there's, a, there's a delay in not, and it's not. Yeah, kind of like um, when we were talking about the coffin. And, right. Uh, so, and, the, and we got the, and, you know, we got the information from, um, the gentleman who is the uh, funeral home director, right. and and next time we we should just have him on. 
We just have him on. I'm sure he he doesn't necessarily use his real name or whatever, but he's probably got a funeral home story to tell. And that will lead into other, a dialogue of, of, of entertainment. So you guys, anybody that wants to be on the podcast, you email the podcast thing, however you do that. Shane, you tell them on Facebook. Yeah. Just get get a hold of me either on Instagram, on the, uh, from the shadows podcast, Instagram, get a hold of me on uh, my page or uh, get a hold of us on the from the shadows messenger on Facebook. I, in fact, I sent, I sent a message last night to, uh, to Amy in Ohio, who I know is a big fan of the, uh, of the, of the howler and uh, about something else about a paranormal thing. And I'm thinking after uh, re uh, re looking at her stuff, I think she'd be a great guest on She'd be a great guest. I just need her to to answer this question. So if she's listening, maybe she'll recognize that and go check her messages. You know? Right. So yeah. and yeah, so we're gonna have we're gonna have some some fan interaction here. And who and and you know what? We're gonna leave it raw, just like it is because yeah. and it might crash and burn because we are picking <laughs> essentially strangers, right? Yeah. And yeah. and there's no guarantee that they're gonna be entertaining or they're gonna ask any kind of question. That that or you know what I mean? I don't know if the wheels are going to come off. You know what though? I here's the thing: is I think think our real fans they think they you know I think they kind of know us, okay? Because we're pretty real on here. I mean, we don't hold anything right. back. And uh, I tell you what, I think everybody's got a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I well, think, you know what? I keep I think thinking. Remember, hey, you remember story. that old comedy stuff, Roy D. Mercer? How big a boy are you, or something like that? <laughs> that's <laughs> what I was. That's what I was kind of leery of. I thought, man, you know, somebody might get on here and threaten us. Not necessarily threaten us, <laughs> but take us in a direction that we don't want to go. And I, you know, I told a gentleman today. I was in a setting where, where I exhibited some behavior that took him back. Yes. Right? Yep. There was a guy yep. in a professional setting where I and I had to tell him a little later because he kept apologizing. Right. Um, he kept apologizing for for the scenario. Because he he assumed. The only fools I suffer are those that are entertaining. OK. <laughs> and the people that exhibited some some behavior today are used to people going with it. You know, like the guy I, I was dealing with, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, even though he thought these people were childish and pettish and petty, he would never have told them that because they in theory occupy half-assed positions of power. Okay. <laughs> I'm this, is use so, that term. this is, this is so cryptic, but <laughs> I don't necessarily want to throw the whole shooting match under the bus at this point because <laughs> you're still employed. Yeah. I've got a little half-assed part-time job and, and I have a future in that space. If I choose it, does that make sense? It's, yes. The problem yes. is I don't know if I can do it because the people are so petty and, 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 so I told my guy today, I said, this is the deal, man. I am an assaholic. 
He said, a what? I said, you know how an alcoholic is an alcoholic, whether he drinks or not. You know, once you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic forever. That dude's still in you. You just choose not to exhibit that behavior. Are you with me? I'm with you. Okay. I'm an asshole. And every day I've got to fight not to be one dozens of times a day. You know, when you said that word, I'm like, which way are you going with this? Well, the other way too, but but I certainly don't partake in the spoils like I used to because I'm old and married and, and a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, both ways. But the the attitude wise, so at any in my my wife, my kids will certainly tell you they don't know what the triggering event is gonna be. Now they they're old enough to realize that it's they, they, you know, my daughter, especially they just ignore it. Right. But it, it could happen at the drop of hat, which is why I try to. When I was young, I was extroverted and, and I assumed I had all these friends and I did all this stuff. But as I get older, I want to be left alone. I spend more time with my dogs than almost anybody else. You know what I mean? I, I was just. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So. <clears throat> And because because I realize the older I get, my wife told me the other day, she said, I, I'm dreading being married to you in old age because I think you're going to be mean. <laughs> I told her to shut up or I was going to smack her again. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, I uh, so so, yeah, so I took his part time job a little bit to help a guy out. And and every day I'm not every day, but a lot of days I am exposed to the general public in a way that I'm not not used to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not used to. So, um, I don't know where I was going with it. Where was I going with it? I'm already, I'm getting sundowners or something. I'm already, so, <laughs> so, 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 I, I I don't know where you were going with it. I think I know where you were going with it, but um, but, oh, back but, to the but again, so when we get these guests on here, yeah. when we randomly says I've got a couple, I'm going to send an olive branch out to, but we're going to random some people in in and when they get on our thing, I mean the, the wheels could come off, right? Yeah, I mean I don't look, think it, it, that. I mean I would like to think. You know, I was keeping a positive attitude when I broached the topic with you and you went and said it's a great idea because there's a couple fans that I was wanting to talk to and interact with. I could tell by their their questions. They've kind of been around a little bit. Right. Yeah. So that yeah. made me think, OK, well, let's talk to them. But then I got to thinking maybe we should talk to the dude in Montana. Dylan went to Montana where the super fan was or Wyoming. Where's he Montana? Where was he at? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, was it Arkansas? I'm not yeah, sure. In Arkansas, it was somewhere out west, wasn't it? I don't know. I mean, the guy that, he's my fan, not yours. So he's not. I don't that, think he's a fan of anybody's, to be honest. I bet you listen to this episode. I don't know, and that's what I'm saying. So how do we know that the people won't? Well, that play Misty for me, right? See now you're. See now you're gonna make. Play Misty for me. You're gonna make me choose my words. You're going to make me choose my words wisely. Do what? You're going to make me choose my words wisely. Okay. Um, that kind of off the rails is a whole nother different, is a whole nother meaning altogether. If, uh, if, if, if we would have that gentleman on, because that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Okay. Um, but, but I know what you're saying. We, 
I get, we get approached by people that want to come on the paranormal part of the podcast. And I kind of talk to them a little bit beforehand and make sure that they're going to have a good, good story to tell. And that it's something that's going to be interesting and we can get at least a half hour, 45 minutes out of it. Okay. And uh, as you know, I, you know, I was supposed to interview somebody tonight at eight o'clock and the guy disappeared. Now, does that mean that the uh, the thing, the story he was going to tell me got him? And that's part, and it's going to even be an even better story? I don't know. Yeah, but, like the uh, ghost that he was going to talk about didn't want to be talked about and took him I, out? Or I you think know. the dude just got scared? Like, I know some people that have told me some great stories, and when I ask them to be on a podcast, you would think I was asking them to carry uranium-235 to a holding <laughs> tank without protection or something. I, I mean, I've got a cousin that I, I've told you yeah. the turkey. I've got a cousin that's got more stories than I do. And, and I mean, this guy, he's getting a little older now, so he doesn't fight like he used to. But this is a guy that would get in a fist fight two or three or four times a month at the county fair, at a bar, a big, you know, big strapping, you know, lineman pole climbing guy and rides a big Harley. Uh, uh, with a tattooed Indian woman on the back of it and uh, lives in an old trailer house out in the woods. And I mean, you, you would think he's the, he's the closest thing to, to, to a real Charles Bronson as you're ever going to meet. You know what I mean? He reminds me of kind of Charles Bronson. You mean he, he's, he's more like Charles Bronson than Bronzy from Escape from yeah, Death probably. <laughs> I mean, you know, now that I say it, probably. Yeah. I, yes. I mean, he 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 might be a little bit too big and built then but imagine bronzy being 40 i guess is 42 or 43 ah, okay right? right you know that's that's yeah. really the deciding factor but but i asked him to be on podcast and you know what he's afraid people going to make fun of him cuz he says i ain't going to have them people make fun of me Who's making fun? Of? See, I and think I that's said, a misconception. All, strangers. And of course my other cousin was sitting there and says, "Well, we're making fun of you. We all are family, it don't count." I'm knocked y'all out. You fuck with me too bad. That's what he says. So I said, dude, you're strangers. You don't even have to tell me your real name. We'll get you a fake name, like all those people in Hollywood and shit. They got fake names. <laughs> but but you know what? We have we have fantastic fans. So they're not gonna make fun so of them. He's I not mean, they, well, he's not gonna yeah. get on here anyway. And yeah. then I got an uncle that tells a story about seeing lightning bolts. They were riding a team of mules home. <laughs> I mean, anytime you got lightning bolts and a team of mules, that story needs to be told. Right. Exactly. It was balls of fire, not lightning bolts. It was balls of fire rolling down this gravel road by this old country church. There was an old abandoned house and they were riding this team. They were in a buckboard wagon behind a team of mules when these kids are seven or eight years old. So it's been like 57, 58. And they've been told their whole life, stay away from this place. And then they, they went by one night and I don't remember what was going on, but there was the devil up there rolling fireballs at them. Like the devil, like or somebody. Saying, I mean, they assumed it was the devil. You know what I mean? Because that's what their grandma told him. It had to be the devil because he's the only person that plays with fire like that. I guess. And he tells that story with such conviction. I want to put him on YouTube. You know what I mean? But then I got to feeling bad for him because I, you know, there's a lot of people. That, there's the problem with the internet is you can't get through the the wire to kick the shit out of somebody like they need it. Yeah, you know, yeah, when exactly. we were kids, the only people who could make fun of you were the people in your orb. They were 
across the street from you, across the room from you, across the football field from you. And they always stood a chance of you crossing that distance and getting them. Does that make sense? Yeah, there were consequences. There were consequences. Unfortunately, now all this bully stuff. Now, part of it, I think, is the anti-bullying legislation, but the other, just the internet, right? So, so people that listen to us in places like Montana, right? When that Montana guy got, and I'm pretty sure in Montana, when he thought about getting shitty with you, he knew you were not going to get in your, you know, your Model T and drive across the country to find him, because he didn't even use his real name, right? So, so. Oh well, no, I know. No, I I know his real name. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> but so. <laughs> so my uncle who tells the story and he's told me twice, I, you know, maybe I can get him to tell it on the podcast sometime. But I really wanted because with with his facial features and such conviction, it really seals the deal. But he, I'm not going to put him out there because he doesn't. He doesn't need, you know, there they could be a million fans, but there's going to be 1%. There's going to be 10,000 of them that think he's some kind of a backwards-ass hillbilly. Yeah, but, but you know, what's the matter? Because it's it, in this day and age, even if they did, even if there was 10,000 people that thought that, uh, 25 minutes later, they'd be on to something else. Maybe, would, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't be worried. So, so, I don't know. I have mixed emotions. So, I would like to get him... The, the balls of fire rolling. I mean, anytime, like I said, you got somebody in a buckboard wagon pulled by mules, I gotta balls hear, of fire I, rolled I, at them. I'd love to hear what they thought that really was. Or does he still think it was the devil? I don't remember. The, I'm going to have to, and maybe I might, I, I usually go up there and go turkey hunting because he's got a big farm in northwest Missouri. So, um, maybe I can get him to tell it. You know, and and if nothing else, record it and then play it on there. Maybe I can get some interaction with him. Maybe, you know, if I could keep him on the rails because he's liable to go off the rails. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't even know. You don't even know fact from fiction. You know what I mean? So when you're talking to a retired truck driver who's a current farmer, right? About a team of mules in 1958 in a buckboard wagon getting fire rolled at you from a town called Cedar City. It's gone now. But in Cedar City, Missouri, I mean, there's just so many layers of that onion to peel. That's, yeah, you're right. You're right. To get down to. And what started it, there was a a house. There's a place in Missouri called Coates Sandescent, C-O-T-E-S-A-N. D-E-S-E-A-N-C, maybe. So it's a mound on the on the north side of the river, about eight miles, six or eight miles south of the Missouri capital. And by the Constitution the, the, in 1820-21, when they made Missouri a state, they wanted the capital within, I think, 10 miles of the confluence of the Osage and Missouri rivers because that was the manner of traffic back in them days right the river mm-hmm. was yeah so one side of the river is is right like now the north side of the river is all flat fields there's just a couple like mountains i don't know you know 
the, I guess the theory is the glacier stopped at where the Missouri River is now in Missouri. You know, a, a big portion of the river was carved right through here. That's where the glacier stopped. So one side of the river is 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 farm ground, basically. The south side of the river is the Mississippian Plateau, the Ozark, the start of the Ozark Hills. You know what I mean? It turns into the yeah. Ozark Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the north side of the river, I guess the, 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 they wanted to make this place the first Missouri capital because some French Jesuit missionaries had a fort there in like 1704, 1712. But then they decided to put the, capital up the river a little bit on the opposite side uh because mosquitoes and bugs and swamp and a whole bunch of other stuff right <coughs> so the north side of the river has really traditionally always been kind of the blue collar side of the river and there was a town called cedar city it floated away in 93 the flood of 93 is what killed them and it, that's just where the old poor people lived was was on the north side of the river and that's where my family comes they were from the from now, now, now it's pretty. It, I mean, it's a very expensive, in some places, affluent place. But back in the fifties, it wasn't. And uh, where was I going with this story? Now I'm all screwed up again. So back to this hill. <laughs> when I was in high school, and shortly after, me and some goat rubber buddies of mine, they there was supposedly an old house up there that somebody had killed the whole family in in the thirties or forties, right? And we used to go four wheeling and jacking around, and and that's what we always saw. Last year, or two years ago, when I was turkey hunting with my uncle, I said, "Hey, what's the deal with that old house on Coat Saint Nessus?" Was it? And he looks at me and just, just straight as a, as a as an arrow, and tells me, "Yeah." The basically the same story I've heard my whole life is whole family got killed, and they didn't know really who killed them. Then he told me to ask my grandma, his mom. She could tell us the people that live there. And it was the whole thing was haunted. So, so when I was in high school in the eighties, we would just go up there with girls or whatever. And it was an old abandoned house that supposedly everybody got killed in. And you just, you know, do whatever teenagers did at that time. <laughs> so when I told him that, he said, well, there's a worse place than that. And I said, worse than the whole family getting killed. And he goes, yeah. He says, do you know where so-and-so place was? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you know, that whole road there's was, there was an old, uh, 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 basically a plantation. So this, the north side of the river was all planters. They were all slaveholding planters. So if you go back pre-Civil War, there's just a whole lot of history there, right? So mm -hmm. supposedly there was almost like a haunted plantation. Now that place has been cut up into farms and, and different things. And he said that road was haunted and we were always told you don't ever go by that road when it was full moon or I don't know, some goofy um um what's it called when you believe it? Superstitious type stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And they had gotten they were I think they were picking sweet corn or something in a buckboard wagon by hand, if you know what picking corn by hand would be like. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> recommend it, but but people in them days really did it. So and they got running late and they ended up going by this place on a full moon night. And that's when this, this figure was rolling balls of fire towards them. And they run the team home and they got up there and grandma wanted to know what the hell they were in such a hurry for. 
why they were running the team like that. And then they had to tell her that, that the balls of fire were getting thrown at them. And I, I don't remember if it was, a, she said, well, you know, it's the devil and we told you not to be over there. You know, almost matter of factly, like, well, yeah. Of course, you know. the, devil, the devil lives over. We told you all about it. What's wrong? Yes. <laughs> so, so, so I wonder what he what a, what it was. And he told me two or three people that I could talk to that would know. Now, one of them has since passed. Actually, two of them have since passed. But if I didn't believe them, I could go ask these guys. Well, I asked so-and-so and asked so-and-so. Because they were with him or they had experienced the same Both. thing? One of, them had, one of them was with him and one of them had told them that the same thing had happened to them and they didn't believe him until it happened. The, wow. Okay. And so that place still and, exists? And, and, and I like, don't want to tell his story because it's his story, but he's told me the story twice and, and, and it might be my mind. So, But I'm going to throw this out here. It was almost like – so when you get over there, they got pecan trees. When you get on the river bottom, these big – pecan trees some of them are giant big around right i mean giant big around and the limbs just very almost hang to the ground and when he told me the story the second time it was almost like the tree itself was a giant stick man and the the tree limbs were rolling these balls of fire at him kind of like from the wizard of oz where they you know the trees have thrown the apples and stuff yeah or something like that and maybe that's what it was i mean at that i mean in the 50s i'm sure he'd probably seen the wizard of oz or something yeah so i don't know maybe i'm gonna try to get him to tell the story and you know i'm going to another funeral tomorrow oh, and uh visitation a funeral on friday and uh it's my grandpa my step-grandpa my stepmom's dad and 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 there'll be a couple people there and maybe i can ask him about it <laughs> and get a little clarification it, now <clears throat> you know what would amaze people is that where we're at it's in this episode and what we were what we were going to talk about i don't know what were we going to talk about oh we were talking about the woman cutting the dude up and putting the head in the bucket right (laughs) yeah leaving the head in the bucket and Um, i told you at least she had the decency to put the head in the bucket i mean that's a crazy story so i don't know i came across a story a wisconsin woman put Mm this put dismembered victim's head in a bucket after meth-fueled sex act. Um, I don't even know what else, and where to go. what did she say when the cops asked her what happened? So the cops asked her what happened, and her answer was, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. I think that's a great answer. And, you know, if I, I saw the headline, I saw you sent it to me, I looked at it, and I didn't really read in the nuts and bolts because... It really, I mean, it intrigued me, but it didn't really surprise me, you know. The girl looked fairly attractive, right? Yeah, she's not she's not bad looking. So the story is, is that her and this dude started smoking meth or whatever you do with it, and then started, you know, messing around. But, but the, um, you know, the that's, that stuff just, that stuff stuff that was included in this. Messing around was the use of change chains, which it sounds like they use dog choke collars. Now, I'm you're a dog guy. You know what a dog choke collar is with the spikes and stuff in the right. sides. That you pull. On. So why would you, why would you let somebody put a collar like that around your neck? Or is or is taking drugs just that? 
crazy well, of a you thing. know i told you she looked fairly attractive in the one picture i saw i might pull an article up here while i'm talking to you you know people do strange things oh right I, i'm obviously and, yeah and and you know i think freud or one of you know true sexuality is in the mind not necessarily you know right the body can't go where the mind hasn't been okay and and the, who knows maybe this this guy finally thought he was getting lucky right i suppose i suppose now hold the, on a second the, i'm reading this she's a monster family of man 24 hit out a married woman so she was married to somebody else um carving up his body leaving bucket well did you see the picture of the dude is this picture of the dude is this the dead dude on the left uh, I don't I'm, know. I'm looking at it in the Daily Mail. No, I'm looking at the Daily Beast. I okay, don't know so what. she said she left that Shad Thyron's head in a bucket by the stairs where his horrified mother discovered it. So, so. Oh, so the guy's mom? I don't know. She's got something tattooed on the neck, and I tell my kids all the time, a neck tattoo is a clue. You just gotta. You just, I don't know what my fans. I, you know, I don't. I, you know, I got a good friend of mine's got Jesus on his neck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's fucking dangerous. So if they got a neck tattoo, they're dangerous. But this dude, his name was Shad Rock Thyron. He looks like a Shad Rock, and he looks like she might have did him a favor. <laughs> Jeez, that's okay. Terrible. I'm that's... just telling you. But you know. From that's why I always say you really only should date ugly women because they'll appreciate you. So, so if this if this this yeah, if this gal would have been ugly and this was the first dude that hung out with her or whatever, she would probably try to take care of him a little bit. Whoa! Did you see these pictures? I you know I'm looking I. I, 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 there's so many articles. Oh, I, don't know like a, I don't know what this is. She's been doing drugs, smoking meth, and early in the day. Well, she, she killed. How big, how wide is the Ohio River down there at Cincinnati if you want to swim over the Rhine? It's wide. It's well, it's she far. could do it. She's got lung capacity where she could swim that thing in the widest point. <laughs> she could probably go down to Cairo, <laughs> Illinois, and swim across Bird's Point when they blew the levee. And she looks <laughs> like a cross between Morticia Adams and and dare I say one of my favorite Spanish movie stars, um, uh, Salma Hayek. Okay. Okay. But the neck tattoo, and she's got some turquoise Indian stuff around her, like a dream catcher. You know, I guess nightmares or dreams too, right? So she took old shads, but he looks like. Well, here, here she looks like a victim. Here is a quote. Um, She enjoyed choking him, but did 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 not did not mean to kill him. It says, hold on. She told police she and Thyron had been going to have sex, and that he produced a chain. He had produced two metal chains, one for him and one for her. She said he put his chain around his own neck. 
as strangulation was something they had used during intercourse before. So either the the writer of this article has terrible English, which is possible. Yeah. The statement she made to the cops was in terrible English, which is possible. She had produced. She and Thyron had been going to have sex. I don't know. Had been going. It's like two past tenths or something. But she's got a husband, a picture of her and her husband, and her husband looks like she's recently become a mother of two. That explains lung capacity. And Mateo, a minute. But she knew. So there's a, there's a, there's a, like a picture of her and her husband, and he looks like he is not a victim because he is not killable. Okay. I, I, I've not come across the picture of it. Of See, I'm husband. on the good article. I'm on the good article here. I'm guessing. And I'm what I mean it. by, you know, have you ever seen these people that have just been in so much stuff their whole life that it would kill a normal person? Yeah. Her husband looks like he has been through everything and then some, and he is never going to die unless it's in the penitentiary because. <laughs> what? I know exactly the kind of people you're talking He looks like a little wiry wannabe badass. And um, he just, you know, the it's like. You know, bad people are like bad dogs. They never go away. Good ones seem to fade out fast, get lost, or something happens to them. But bad people, like bad dogs, they just—they just. I mean, this, 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 these people. What I don't understand is there's so much about this I don't understand. <laughs> there's so much about this I don't understand. Um, yes, I, I, I hope that people as they're listening, so have back to the English, it was written by Laura Collins. Maybe we should reach out to her chief investigative reporter for the daily mail. Now she's got chief investigative reporter capitalized the C, the I and the R. Okay. Like okay. it is a title, which would be correct. But then she's got the word for F O R capitalized. Which, never, which, updated. Huh? which should not be capitalized. It should not. And I had to take every English class I ever took twice. So I've got twice the English <laughs> and grammar that the average person has. So I happen to see things like that that bug me. Now I'm going to go to the comments. Oh, God. This one, I, I sort them the best. That's about the sickest story I've heard in a while. Unfortunately, it proves that some women can be as twisted and dangerous as men. Feel so bad for his poor mother. That's that's bad. I mean, it's one thing to leave it like out in your, but leave it where, where the guy's mom can find it. That's, that's awful. So this one says, truly, we're living in evil times, which were literally unbelievable in even the 50s. I'm going to look at the replies there. It's always been evil. Read about Gordon Stewart, Northcott in the 20s, Gertrude Brzezinski in the 60s. They both looked evil. Horrible crimes happened back then, too, but they just didn't hear about it. So, really, I get more out of the comments than anything else. <laughs> God. Okay. This one says, I'll be walking into walls the rest of the day after reading this. If you haven't read it yet, don't. 
Well, I don't know if it necessarily caused me to walk into walls. <laughs> no. Oh, man. And I didn't even, and I remember that the other article that you sent me this week was a, the guy driving the uh, semi. The mail truck that crashed the mail truck, right? Or he gets on well, the it, was a, it was a semi carrying mail uh-huh. into the Charles River outside of Boston. There you go. And uh, what got me is how the guy survived. It oh, was able, hey. he couldn't swim, but he climbed. He was able to scramble on top of the uh, cab and call for help and tell him he couldn't swim. But I, I listen, I got to be honest. He's done what just about every one of us that have ever driven a truck full of mail has wanted to do. And that's just drive, drive into the river with it. Well, you know what it makes me think? Yeah, when people say, well, I really mailed that to you. Maybe they were telling the truth. Yeah, because it, well, it sounded like it was probably, a, it had more packages on it than anything, you know. And then, oh, of course, so there's where my Amazon thing's going. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I'm, I've got to put my phone down because that, that article, there's so many unanswered questions. I wish I could get in there and invest in interrogator, or at least talk to her a little bit about what exactly. Hey, look. look maybe she's a fan and we'll be able to reach out to collect her. from the jail. I don't want to incur those charges, but I guess it could happen. Right. I wouldn't it be worth it. Maybe. No, cause she could be a freaking nutbag. If she's too stupid to clean up the dead head on the bucket in the doorstep by the kid's dead, the live, you know, in the victim's mother's place, she's probably not smart enough to carry on a conversation. Well, now to be fair, it, she said in there that she explained it. It wasn't that she was too stupid. She was just too lazy. That was, that was her reason. Which that she makes got, it even worse. Yeah, makes she it was just too lazy. So she wasn't stupid. She was just lazy. Which is why her old man had her out on the street because he's done tired of her. He's probably home taking care of the baby because she don't even want to take care of the baby. Oh, gosh. Right? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, we... <laughs> There, I start going down that road. You know what I mean? We should probably uh, stop. We should, probably, we should probably stop and, and just remind everybody, like, if you want to get involved in this mess yeah. of, of us, just, just you know, going. Uh, yeah, reach out to yeah, Shane reach out. on Instagram, and then we'll get you on, on. And hopefully, yeah. I can stay. My attention span will be long enough that we can carry on a conversation. If you've got a news article or a, uh, a crazy experience you want to talk about, I can't guarantee that I won't say some mean stuff or or whatever because <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm having some <laughs> I'm having some <laughs> terrible thoughts here. Oh god! You know. Well, I promise we won't leave anybody's head in a bucket at their mom's house. I don't even know anybody that's got a mom anymore. Oh, I was trying to figure out how big a bucket was his head. Cause I, I guess my head would probably fit in a five gallon bucket. Right. I, bucket listen, I got a big hit. Listen, yeah, I wear a seven, there, right? I wear a seven and five eights hat. But I saw this big. kid's picture and he looks, I mean, he's, he's kind of wormy looking. I mean, she didn't oh. have a big strap and healthy victim. She, he, I mean, he looks like a victim. Well, now he's just, he's smoking meth. How big and healthy could he be? I don't know. I've seen all the shit that Tom Sizemore took, and he seemed to always be in halfway decent shape. <laughs> I think you're watching movies from about 20, 20 years ago. 
You know, I've been reading about that poor Madsen guy getting evicted of his $10,500 a month home in, in Malibu. You know what I'm talking about? Who? Michael, Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs and some of the other ones. <laughs> now, wait a second. Michael Madsen just did a movie with our buddy Chris Hahn. Well, hey, good for him. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know. There was pimp, an article. There was pimp, an article about yeah. I guess his son had an untimely his death son, here. They wrapped up. They wrapped up and, the movie. And they wrapped he's up had the movie. hard times, yeah. and yeah. and and was in some sort of a uh, of a. He got arrested in Hawaii for like breaking and entering. I believe. Well, he was breaking into his own home that the property oh, owners that okay. he was renting. The property owners don't want him to come back. Okay. So. So, so he was re- he was renting it and got kicked out. A ten thousand five hundred dollars a month, and then they rented it to somebody else, and he went there to get. He said he went there to get his stuff. I got gotcha. you, but, but I think he was drunk too, or something. Which I would be too if I was getting evicted after my son died. I, you know, after my brother died, I come home one day. I told my wife, I said, "You better hope nothing happens to these kids because something ever happens to one of my kids, I'm done. That's it. It's over." Yeah, I mean. And the bad thing is, I, I yeah, his son took his own life. That's that's the that's what they said. So so yeah. anyway, I don't know where I was going with that story, but um, bad shit happens out there. So I don't know, like, but that's, like my mom but, says, you better get straight with the Lord because you don't know when He's going to come get you. So that's yeah, exactly right. Hopefully, you won't be you won't be riding a buckboard, pulled hauling, you know, being pulled by mules and a, and a ball of fire get you, but. It could happen that way, I suppose. We ain't even got to talk about Ukraine yet. I could go on a, an hour about Ukraine. I think we probably should stop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Stop. That's it. Good night, everybody. It's time to go to bed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 